0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Tom Dunn the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, will join us live in about 90 minutes. I'm coming at you live from next to PNC Arena. We are celebrating the baseball playoffs. We are celebrating another big week in college and NFL football. We are celebrating the return of hockey season, including Canadians at Canes tonight. More of your calls later on how you became addicted to hockey and other things. Joining us now, as promised, senior writer from ESPN, Ryan McGee. This guy is so versatile that if we had a Pat Summit question, he would have a story to tell. When we asked about between the hedges at Georgia, he had a story to tell. You have an officiating question. He has a family story to tell. You want to talk pro wrestling? He can do that as well. So, of course, we're going to have to ask Ryan. An expert on, among other things, motorsports and college football. Those are what helps him pay his bills, but he's way more versatile than that. We must know, Ryan McGee, because you've spent so much of your life in the great state of North Carolina, to what degree have you fallen in love with the sport of hockey? And if so, how did that happen?
1: Well, I think so growing up in Raleigh, I think I went to one like game over at Dorton Arena, and it was not it was a little dicey. And so I knew nothing about hockey. And yeah. so I moved to Bristol, Connecticut, right out of college to um, uh, to work at ESPN. And part of my job interview was to ask who's going to win the Besna Trophy. And I started laughing in the interview. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But the Hartford Whalers played in downtown Hartford. And so I learned about hockey. I knew so little about hockey that my friends at ESPN, all who grew up in Long Island and you know, all that they all they all call me Pucks McGee because I had no <laughs> idea anything about it. And so uh, I used to go to a ton of Whalers games. Quite frankly, there was nothing else to do when you lived in the greater Hartford area. Sean Burke was my dude. He was the uh, yeah. he was the goalie. I got a free Whalers hat at like the gas station. And lo and behold, uh, DG, when I moved back to North Carolina, uh, the Whalers followed me down here. Like I'm <laughs> like six months later, I was like, oh, they, the Whalers love me so much, they they were willing to move to Greensboro. And so, yeah, I ended up going and seeing a bunch of Canes games with my Whaler stuff on, and uh, they all thought I was some Connecticut native, and it could not have been more the opposite.
0: We have always known that Ryan McGee has a magnetic personality. We did not know it was so strong that he lures yeah. behind him. He, tra- he is trailed by NHL franchises as they jump from one place to another. Who knew? Uh, w- yeah, go ahead.
1: No, who knew? It was, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, somewhere I still have a Sean Burke jersey that I probably is too small for me now. So back
0: find, find more of his magnetism on Marty and McGee on the SEC Network. He's also all over ESPN.com and ESPN Radio. Enjoy his bottom ten college football rankings there, which uh, this time include Virginia Tech of the Atlantic Coast Conference. All right, one more thing before on-the-field college football. Jim Delaney this week, the Big Ten commissioner, jumped into the amateurism debate, and he said a handful of things. Uh, One I agree with. He said, look, whatever happens, there's going to be a national solution to this thing. Not California has a new rule and somebody else has a different rule. He said either this solution is going to come from the NCAA or it's going to come eventually from Congress. But there will be a national approach to this. But he also said, and I want your feedback on this, Once these athletes start taking money, college sports as we know it is over forever. And this this California thing, as you know, Ryan, is a third-party money thing. It's not the universities paying the players. It's them being allowed to make money from shoe and apparel companies or Bob's Diner or Joe's Tractors or, you know, a video game company that wants to use their name or likeness or image. We know that they're, the NCAA is essentially on the clock here. What is your educated guess on where this thing will go in the longer run?
1: Well, he's not wrong, and I usually don't agree with Jim Delaney on anything, but, <laughs> but he's, he's not wrong on the fact that it's going to change the college athletics forever. Um, and there's no question about that. I mean, I mean, you know my dad, who is a college administrator forever, served on NCAA president's councils. He and I have been having this conversation for 25 years, and it goes back to – when I was a student at Tennessee, and Heath Schuler was the quarterback, I remember one day Heath and I were walking through the bookstore at the University of Tennessee, and everything that was being sold was a number 21 jersey. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, are you cool with this? And he was conflicted at the time, and I really would like to have this conversation with him now because what he said was, he said, it doesn't seem fair. My name's not on any of this, but everyone knows who number 21 is. He goes, but that being said, he goes, we're about to go have a steak at the nicest residence hall at the yeah. university that no one else is allowed to live in because they don't work in the athletic department or don't play football, don't play basketball, whatever. And so he kind of got it too, but it, it's definitely that the title of the bill in California is the part that bothers me because it's this fair pay for fair play. That's not what it's
0: about. No, it's not.
1: It's about likeness you know, so, some, some ding dong, you know, uh, state Senator or whatever came up with that. And so I, That that has been – I feel like I've been trying to explain to people uh, who aren't as smart as you are about sports all week long that that's not what this is about. This is about, you know, uh, O'Bannon getting his money for his video game. I mean, it's just not being able to take the face of Lamar Jackson and using that to sell season tickets or to sell whatever and not compensate Lamar Jackson in some way. So they're going to figure it out. The third party is the the trick. The third party, they're the ones that are going to ruin this because they're the ones that have, quite frankly, ruined everything up to this point anyway. And so, you know, go watch Blue Chips. You know, at the end of the day, the coach never wrote a single check. It was, you know, the guy that owned all the car dealerships or whatever his name was. And so that's what's going to happen. And so the trick is going to be holding that off. My hope is that my friends at the NCAA, who are all very smart and are, you know, just get beat up like a pinata all the time, my hope is there's an entire file cabinet of all right this is the plan that we've been working on for 30 years because we could see this coming yeah uh, unfortunately I don't know if there is one but uh, but we're going to find out pretty quick
0: Ryan McGee is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Follow him on Twitter, at ESPN McGee. It is a good weekend in college football. Tonight, actually, in our backyard, ECU hosts Temple. That's 8 o'clock ESPN, your Thursday night football game of the week. Next week, it's right here near where I'm sitting, Carter-Finley Stadium, with the Wolfpack hosting Syracuse Thursday night football style. The national games of the week include Auburn at Florida. They're both 5-0. and They're both ranked in the top 10. Michigan State at 4-1 is in the top 25 and visits number four Ohio State. The Buckeyes are 5-0 and and have pretty much annihilated everything in their path. Let's go to the bottom 10 before we get to the big boys. Uh, you know how this works. I've said a variation of this, and I think I've heard you say it many times. If you win enough games... It doesn't really matter what's going on behind the scenes. Like, I joke, you could almost be an axe murderer and keep your job if you win enough. And at the other end of the spectrum, you could be the nicest guy in the world. Players could love you. Fans could love you. Media can love you. If you lose enough long enough, you're gone, right? Right. It's it's in that gray area in between where some coaches get the benefit of the doubt and more time to build something. And where the the behind-the-scenes stuff matters, and it can matter so much, it's either you get more time to build or you are done. And I ask you, with Virginia Tech popping up in your bottom ten, this is Frank Beamer's baby, right? This is Justin Fuente, won 19 games his first two years there and had the Hokies in the ACC title game. Then they have their first losing record in a generation under him last year in his third season. And now they're off to an ugly start, and we hear things about trouble behind the scenes, and we can even see, objectively, transfers. And just, uh, you know, Josh Jackson's not the Hokies quarterback. He's the Maryland quarterback. Like, right. why? Do you have a sense as, we- as to whether this is just the Hokies hitting a rough patch or whether it's something much bigger than that?
1: Well, the problem is, is that, you know, we all agree that Frank Beamer is the man. Right, one of the the greatest gentlemen you'll ever meet and obviously a Hall of Fame football coach. But I think we can all also agree that they, Virginia Tech made the classic mistake that most schools do where they let the legend hang on to the job a little longer than they should have, whether it's Phillip Fulmer or whether it's Bobby Bowden or whether it's it's a long list of schools that made that mistake. But the problem with the current coaching staff is they can't lean on that because they had more success in those first couple of years that you're talking about with this roster and this program that, that they inherited that supposedly was becoming antiquated. And now the strain that they're having and the struggle that they're having is with their people. And they're playing so many freshmen and sophomores. And at this point in in that era, in that, that tenure, that's not what they should be doing. I mean, there's a, there's a natural cycle of these things when, a new staff comes in and takes over for, for the previous staff, whether it's a legend or whether it was an, uh, an idiot. And, um, and and that cycle never works out the way that it's working out right now. And, listen, as a Tennessee alum, I can tell you when the poison gets a hold of the building, it's over. Yeah. And the question is, has the poison gotten a hold of the building? And it feels like it kind of has because, you know, there's just they got used to consistency. If nothing else, Even if, yes, they would lose an occasional game they shouldn't lose, uh, yes, they probably weren't going to win their New Year's Day bowl game they got to, but they were always in the talk. They are always in the conversation. And right now they're not in the conversation. They're in the conversation for all the wrong reasons. So that's why um, I think this is doomed, and it's just a matter of of when are they going to figure it out. Uh, I I can tell you this, and I know it firsthand. uh, Shane Beamer, who's sitting up at Oklahoma, and, uh, you know, has one national championship ring and almost has another couple uh, since he departed Blacksburg. There are a lot of people making a lot of phone calls and sending a lot of emails uh, into the Virginia Tech athletic office right now saying, why is that guy not our head coach right now?
0: So true. Ryan McGee joining us from ESPN. There's only four games this weekend on the ACC slate. The 2-2 two and two Hokies are on the road at a 2-2 two and two Miami team that I think is better than that record. Uh-huh. Carolina, Carolina goes to Georgia Tech. Pitt is at Duke. We'll talk with Coach Cutt later today about that matchup. 3-2 and two Pitt visiting the 3-1 and one Blue Devils. BC goes to Louisville. And then the national highlights include Auburn at Florida and Michigan State at Ohio State. Feels like we have a version of this conversation every year, but can you remind us, given that much of the talk is Clemson's close win over the Tar Heels and how far down the undefeated ladder should the Tigers slide because they're not putting up the same kind of style points that you know Alabama or Ohio State or Oklahoma or Georgia, maybe even others are putting up. Isn't the bottom line, Ryan, that if you go undefeated in a Power 5 conference, you're going to be in the four-team playoff. And even if you lose a game, and have you know, what outsiders are calling the watered-down ACC schedule. If a 12-1 and Clemson is still the ACC champion, well, then we're just down to dissecting one-loss resumes, and, and maybe the Tigers would get in, and maybe they wouldn't. Is that kind of where you can stand in early October on such things?
1: Yeah, so, so you know this. I started high school just up the road there in Raleigh and Inlow. I graduated high school just up the road from Clemson. In Greenville, South Carolina, before Greenville was cool, by the way. Greenville's awesome now, when I lived there, it wasn't. Uh, but <laughs> all of my Clemson friends have all just been lined up on every overpass on I-85 going home from Chapel Hill, ready to jump off a bridge because, <laughs> you know, they're they're no longer number one. And oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And Trevor Lawrence. Uh, has not broken every passing record in the world. It's just—it's hilarious to me. They got their feelings hurt because somebody made fun of them on the jumbotron. I'm right. like, guys, what, what is happening down in Clemson right now? All you have to do is make the top four. And if everyone—we've spent all year—we spent talking about there's there's two teams and there's everyone else. Well, you're still among those two teams, and you're certainly among the top four teams. And so, yeah, the goal is to make the top four. I mean, being number one is great. Uh, and being number one, you know, the whole first month of the season, fantastic. But at the end of the day, being preseason number one for the first time in the history of the program, great. But but at the end of the day, your goal is to come out of that first weekend of December and leave Charlotte a top four team. And uh, there's certainly nothing that Clemson has done to uh, to, to to get away with to, to do away with any of that. So yeah, just everybody, just chill out. When they all, when they all got so bent out of shape because. Somebody made fun of them on the video board at Keenan, which, by the way, is something that I see at every minor league ballpark I go to in the yeah. world. I, they do it at Winget. They do it everywhere. So I just, I'm just, i like, you guys are a little self-important right now. So let's, let's pump the brakes and just realize top four, first weekend in December, and uh, then we'll see you uh, New Year's Day weekend.
0: Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer, Marty and McGee on the SEC Network, also ESPN Radio on Twitter. He is at ESPN McGee. We're celebrating hockey tonight, but you know we'll be celebrating more college football and even some uh, NASCAR with you uh, here in the fall the rest of the way. Hey, go Whalers! <laughs> Thanks, man. Ryan McGee, he of the Magnetic Hockey personality on Twitter at ESPN McGee. David Cutcliffe live in 45 minutes. The 12th year Duke coach has the Blue Devils in contention once more. I believe whoever wins between Duke and Pitt is going to feel really good about its chances at making a run at UVA at the Coastal Division, at the top of the Coastal Division, and maybe punch a ticket to another trip to an ACC title game. 3-1 and one, the Devils as they host Pitt on Saturday night. Coach Cut live on life sports football and his Blue Devils in 45 minutes. Tom Dundon, probably wearing his shabby chic gear that's a friend my friend hayes permar of sports channel 8, the radio show he calls tom's attire shabby chic he's a billionaire but he often just saunters up in some jeans and his beat up cheap ball cap and that's just how he rolls with his canes pullover and otherwise we'll talk hockey we'll talk outdoor hockey game here at carter finley stadium with the man who would know the answers to those questions and many more as the team he owns takes the ice tonight for the first time in the regular season canadians at hurricanes free tickets later in today's program for you caniacs that have already not gotten yours here or otherwise coach cut and tom dundon both next hour let me throw it back to darren vaught in the studio intern sam will be the first voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761 our question of the day is part of our celebration of hockey whether it was darren or me or our callers from the first hour explaining our quote-unquote hockey addiction here's how we'd like you to share your story hi everybody my name is david hi david I've been addicted to hockey for blank years. And then everybody gives us a big round of applause the way they do at those specialty meetings, if you know what I'm saying. This addiction is a healthy one as we see it, but you can share your story and how you fell in love with hockey, how you became addicted to this great fast-paced sport. Now that the Canes are relevant again, and we mentioned how that can ebb or flow based on where you're listening in our statewide audience, I can tell you this, after nine years of never getting requests from TV stations and radio stations beyond the Triangle on hockey or the Hurricanes. Almost never, I would say. Last year, I was talking to people in the high country and Asheville and Charlotte and Wilmington and the Outer Banks and Greenville and the Triad and everywhere else. Yes, it emanates from the epicenter here in Raleigh, the capital city, where the Canes call home. But when they're good, guess what? They become a relevant statewide story at least, and sometimes an NHL-wide story with the storm surge, the bunch of jerks, and the run to last year's Eastern Conference Finals. 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to some combination of EJ, Taylor, Richard, Greg, not necessarily in that order. Two more great guests later, David Cutcliffe and Tom Dundon. It's back to your phone calls. My thoughts on the football weekend that awaits us, Rams at Seahawks tonight gets the NFL version rolling. Temple at East Carolina University tonight gets the college football weekend rolling here on a Thursday. Major League Baseball playoffs are ramping up as well as we speak. Only the Elite Eight are still standing. Cards at Braves, Nationals at Dodgers tonight, and then the AL best of five will get underway. Rays at Astros and Twins at Yankees. 1-800-849-2761. You have questions and comments About those topics, you can chime in. You can also share your hockey addiction story on the other side, 1-800-849-2761. We're back after this on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime.
2: Hey, I'll be your intern after this is anything open, man.
0: We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the david glenn show the owner of the carolina hurricanes tom dundon is going to sit down with us in about 60 minutes we also have free tickets there aren't many of those out there on opening night as the canadians visit the hurricanes and the year after begins to unfold it was a sensational story a year ago from the storm surge to the bunch of jerks to the run to the Eastern Conference Finals. We are talking Major League Baseball playoffs. Cardinals at Braves, Nationals at Dodgers. Later today, the best of five NLDSs get underway. Rays, Astros, and Twins, Yankees start later this week. College football includes tonight. Temple at ECU in our backyard. NFL football includes Rams at Seahawks tonight. And then the Jaguars visiting your Panthers on Sunday. Your phone calls are welcome, including on the topic of the day. That is, how did you fall in love with this great sport? It is more intense, the passion for hockey, where I'm seated in the capital city of Raleigh, home of the Hurricanes. It's more intense throughout the triangle, where the Canes are located, than it is in some other parts of North Carolina. But as last year's Sensational Run reminded me, hockey fever can be caught virtually anywhere. And sometimes... Just the practicality of a longer drive to and from can make it complicated to, say, be a season ticket holder of the Carolina Hurricanes. I understand that. I grew up far enough in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Little kid, grew up in the city. Not hard at all to go see a Phillies baseball game or less frequently an Eagles or a Flyers game or a Sixers game. Move to the suburbs, deal with some big city traffic. You're talking about 90-plus minutes to two hours in each direction. You talk about a four-hour round trip, it gets a little trickier. Well, you do that for the Panthers maybe, even if you're in the Outer Banks, because there are only eight home games. Forty home games plus, if you're a Canes fan. I get why the intensity is not often as high the farther you get from the capital city. But we saw it happen. We've heard your stories today, and we're taking more of your calls now. We ask you to introduce yourself to the circle of Caniacs by saying – Hi, everybody, my name is David. We all say, Hi, David. And then I've been addicted to hockey for, in my case, 45 years. And then everybody gives us a big round of applause the way they do in those support groups. We're celebrating this healthy addiction that we call hockey, including with your stories. 1 800 849 2761. David Cutcliffe of Duke on Life, Sports, Football, and his Blue Devils in 35 minutes. Your phone calls now at 1 800 849 2761. Let me try Richard in Burlington. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Everybody, please welcome Richard into the Hockey Addiction Circle. How are you, man?
3: I'm good. Hi, everyone. My name is Richard.
0: Hi, Richard.
3: Richard. Uh, I've been addicted to hockey for 28 years.
0: Oh, look at that. That's outstanding testimony to your passion for the great sport of hockey. How did it happen?
3: Uh, 28 years ago, I started a career in the insurance industry, and as part of that, uh, I was sent to Hartford, Connecticut, for some training, mm. and there were people from all over the United States. And of course, there were a lot of people from Chicago, St. Louis, New York, and we found out that the uh, Hartford Whalers were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. And these guys said, "You got to go." I said, "I don't know anything about it. You got to go. We'll teach you the game." I went, and uh, it it was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was. Uh, Hartford tied the game. A few seconds left. A guy by the name of uh, Yager was in the penalty box yeah. for uh, illegal stick. And there's not much time left. He comes by the penalty box. You, you've seen the scene. Stretch pass. He goes in scores. Nice. And uh, so ever since then, I bought me some Hartford stuff, Hartford Whaler stuff, and I've been a fan ever since.
0: Do you commute a lot from Burlington? That's not too bad of a drive, right? <clears throat> right. Uh, we're actually
3: going tonight. Cool. Uh, and my uh, sister has season tickets, so we nice. we go quite a bit. If we're not there, we're definitely watching it on uh, Fox Sports Southeast.
0: And real quick, what would you estimate your drive is, Richard? Like roughly an hour or a little more? Or? Yeah, I mean, with forty-five minutes. Yeah, okay, that's cool. 25. I mean, I, I can get I can get into you know for any. I'm just putting myself back in my childhood or my twenties. I could get into a 90 minutes each way if necessary. I wouldn't want to do that two or three times a week, but I get it if you're just maybe sharing season tickets with somebody. I appreciate your hockey addiction story. Let me try another one here. It's Taylor in Pleasant Gardens, North Carolina. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Welcome into our hockey addiction circle. How are you?
2: Hey, doing good.
0: Hi, I'm Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor.
2: And I have been addicted to hockey for about 24 years.
0: Oh, that is outstanding. 24 years. Please share your hockey passion story. Well, I grew up
2: playing hockey as a goalie since I was about four years old and uh, became a big Colorado Avalanche fan watching Patrick Wall and the Avalanche in the 96th uh, playoffs. And ever since then, I've been probably the biggest Avalanche fan in the Carolinas. And uh, Patrick Wall was my guy growing up. I had his painting on my goalie mask and uh, I now live right behind PNC Arena in Raleigh, um, formerly from Pleasant Garden. But, you know, I've been a big hockey fan. I go to see the Avs play the Canes every year when they come to town, and my next goal is to get out to Denver for an avalanche game.
0: And you are behind the Canes unless they are playing the avalanche. Correct.
2: Yeah, I grew up going to the Canes game. I went to their last game they played in Greensboro Coliseum before they came to uh, Raleigh. So I've, I'm, that's my second team as long as I'm not playing the
0: Avs. Hey, Taylor, if you played other sports, either young or old, did you find yourself attracted to positions like goalie? Because I happen to be a goalie myself, and I used to say to my dad all the time on the way to a big baseball game, man, I'm glad I'm the pitcher because, like, yeah. nothing can happen until I throw the ball, right, for better or for worse. If it's a great team we're playing, all the pressure's on me, and if it's a be- we're better than them, I-, I believe that I can get us to a win as the starting pitcher. And there's a little bit of that. It's both the pressure – but also more fun. If you're the goalie, I mean, stuff happens without you. You know, you got to wait till the puck to come to your end. But I loved playing goalie because it, it was like you were, well, you are the only one on the ice the whole time. Or even in street hockey uh, or foot hockey, sometimes they, they change lines. There's just something about pitcher. I mean, I've never been a quarterback other than flag football. But, like, those are the positions where you're just in the crosshairs, man. And some days that's a great thing, and sometimes that's a bad thing.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I still play currently adult league lacrosse goalie. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, I just love the, the thrill of it and being in control of my own fate. And, uh, you know, people say I'm crazy for getting in front of pucks, and now I'm a tow truck driver. I get in front of cars on the highway. So, you know, there's something about the thrill that just draws me to it, man.
0: Th- thank you for listening and for sharing your hockey addiction story. Hey, Darren, I'm getting a little worried. I have to use you as a sounding board. People make fun of lefties all the time. And people do make fun of goalies for having a screw or two (laughs) loose. You know, I'm two for two there. And you know what they say about us goofballs in sports radio. I mean, is that a hat trick? Of sorts. I believe it is. Like, I need therapy type hat trick (laughs) trick to keep the hockey themes going today? Maybe. I don't know. Lefty, goalie. Although I do play hockey right-handed, and I do – Of course, that doesn't really matter when you're in net as much, but if I'm out there playing center or whatever, it's kind of like I golf right-handed. If you can call what I do from the tee box at least resembling golf sometimes, not with the the, uh, pitching wedge in my hand. It stops being golf at that point, sometimes the putter as well. But when I'm teeing off, I'm kind of that right-handed baseball batter with that ugly baseball swing rather than the sweet golf swings that so many of my North Carolina friends were either born with or developed at a very young age. More hockey addiction stories with EJ and Wake Forest. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome into our hockey addiction circle. Cool. Hey, how's it going? Doing great, man. My uh... EJ. Hi, <laughs> EJ. I've been addicted to hockey for uh, 42 years. That is outstanding. 42 years, EJ. I think we're going to get you a medal or a necklace or bracelet or something for that. Yeah, give me something.
4: (laughs) I'm the youngest of uh, seven, and I had three older brothers that played hockey starting in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And uh, I guess my love of hockey and real passion turned on when um, my brother and I were late to CCD, and my mom said... uh, that's it, I can't do this anymore, and so my brother and I were, we were worried that hockey was over, because um, we were coming from a hockey game to CCD class, and she said no more CCD. So, my love of uh, hockey was stamped for good at that moment on. Um, wow, and I wonder I
0: played, what perc- uh, I wonder what percentage of our audience knows what CCD classes are. I do because <laughs> I grew up a Catholic boy in Philadelphia. And basically, I mean, you might be able to explain it better than I. As, as a youth in Catholic school, I didn't have to take CCD because if you're attending Catholic school, you're getting it all as part of the curriculum. Whereas yeah. you could sort of, uh, I don't know if you went to a public school or a different school. You could take CCD classes, you know, to keep up with us good Catholic boys, you know, in your spare yep. time. So it was hockey That's over right. CCD, and that was a turning point for you, huh? That sounds like a pretty cool line, yeah, come to think of it.
4: My three older brothers, we all graduated from Marstown High School. We played oh, okay. club hockey locally in, in uh, Marstown, and I played club, um, I played club hockey in uh, college at Franklin Pierce. Oh, wow. And I coached 20 years. I've coached with the Junior Hurricanes for eight seasons. Nice. I was with USA Hockey for four years, uh, three years as director of player development, refereed for 12 seasons, um, and still play adult pickup and got two thirds of the Gordie Howe hat trick last night.
0: So, is it likely that members of my statewide audience have booed you over the years, given your refereeing background?
4: Well, uh, locally, the highest level we have here is uh, college club hockey, and that's tons of fun to go down to those games and. Um, ref in uh, NC State and ref in uh, Wilmington when I did it, um, but no, that's I, I love officiating that, But coaching and officiating at the same time is kind of hard. So this year I'm coaching 18 AA for the Junior Hurricanes. We're off to a good start, 6-2 two and 2 so far. Atta boy. And uh, well, coaching, thanks for um, Hampton Roads this weekend.
0: Thanks for listening to the David Glenn Show, man, and thanks for uh, serving our country with USA Hockey and for helping grow this great game in the South. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Dave. Love the show, man.
0: You got it. Appreciate you listening. EJ and Wake Forest. Darren, let me throw it back to you. We do have more How I Fell in Love with Hockey stories. We're joking. We're welcoming you into the Hockey Addiction Circle. You say, hi, my name is Darren. Hi, Darren. I've been addicted to hockey for blank years. For Darren, it's only five. I'm at 45 and counting, and we all celebrate such big numbers. More of your stories on the other side. I don't think David Cutcliffe of Duke is a hockey guy, but we talk life, sports, football, and Blue Devils with him. He's live in less than 30 minutes. And Tom Dundon, the billionaire owner of the Canes, is going to sit down with us in less than 60 minutes. We're going to pick his brain about everything from – Having his family in Texas, as he is a busy beaver owner here of the Carolina Hurricanes, pretty far on the other side of the country. Uh, From never wearing coats and ties, that's pretty cool. If I ever get to be a billionaire, I would like to hold on to my cheap baseball cap, jeans, roots, and he clearly has done that. We'll talk hockey, of course, and the 2020 Canes as well. Huge crowd expected tonight here at PNC Arena. We will have free tickets to give away next hour for what will be a jam-packed building and a big opener against the Montreal Canadiens here at PNC Arena. Two great guests next hour. Back to your phone calls on the other side. What is your name and how have you become addicted to hockey? How long has it been? We're here for you. We are your hockey support group the day after opening night for the NHL nationally and on opening night or leading up to it as the Canes host Montreal this evening. Don't forget the Canadiens were the team that tried to steal Sebastian Ajo with that offer sheet. So anybody who needs just a little Broad Street bully-style bad blood going into tonight, remember that. They even thought Tom Dundon wouldn't have the money to sign Ajo to keep him in a Canes uniform. He did his own personalized version of a flipped bird in response to that sentiment. Uh, He would never do such things, at least publicly. We'll ask Tom Dundon about that crazy part of this interesting story as well. He joins us later. You can join us next at 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson are you a hugger or a handshake guy how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you I really don't know I I hope it's not awkward (laughs) Uh, you know I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing but I don't know I might just mess around and just hug him no hands I think he's a hugger Uh, you're listening to the David Glenn Show Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We're right here at PNC Arena. We are celebrating football. Temple at ECU tonight. Rams at Seahawks tonight. NFL weekend gets rolling. Jaguars at Panthers on Sunday. We are celebrating baseball the return of the playoffs. The elite eight are still standing. Cardinals at Braves underway. Just a couple, of, a few hours from now. Nationals at Dodgers in the late game. Rays, Astros, Twins, Yankees on the AL side of that bracket. And we, of course, we're talking hockey. Tom Dundon's going to sit down with us in about 45 minutes. The billionaire owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Montreal is in town, and the new season gets underway tonight. Darren and I will be in the building. I am already here outside PNC Arena as we broadcast live on a sunny afternoon here in Raleigh. We are jokingly asking you to enter our hockey addiction circle. And after you state your name, you tell us how long you've been addicted to hockey. We are here for you as we invite others to join us in this addiction to this great sport. And of course we invite you to join us at the game perhaps on our free tickets as we give them away all season long if you're on Twitter don't forget to enter the hashtag canes with dg contest all you need to do go to Twitter use that hashtag CanesWithDG. with dg that's my initials dg for david glenn Grand prize is you get to use my front row seats. I'm a season ticket holder right there next to the Zamboni entrance. There are no better seats in the entire building. You get $1,000 plus worth of hockey tickets, parking pass, and more for, for the grand prize if you win. But all year long, I give other tickets away. Those are in the lower level as well. So don't forget to enter whenever you can. Just put up a picture. Or it could be your kid wearing a Canes outfit. Or it could be just a banner or something from you attending a previous Canes game. Anything with a Hurricanes-related theme and that hashtag, CanesWithDG, put it on Twitter and leave it there, because if you don't leave it there, I can't find it later, when home game by home game, I am trying to create even more Caniacs across our great state to go with the ones that have been addicted to this great sport or this great franchise, uh, in some cases, for as long as I have. My name is David, and I have been addicted to hockey for 45 years. Woohoo! Darren has been addicted to hockey for only five years. I'm looking for more converts, and I'm looking for more of you to share your stories at 1-800-849-2761. Quickly, the SAS Championship got a commitment from Fred Couples yesterday. Didn't get to mention that on the show. That is one of the best legends of golf on that Champions Tour. One more reason to head out to Prestonwood Country Club next week. I will be there live with the David Glenn Show next Friday as a part of those festivities. We are here at PNC Arena, of course, live to help the Hurricanes celebrate their opening night. David Cutcliffe of Duke in 15 minutes, Tom Dundon, of the Carolina Hurricanes, the guy who owns the place, in 45 minutes. Your calls now. Darren, you can tell me where you want me to go among Edmund and Greg and Dale and Marshall and Tom and others calling from across the great state of North Carolina. Let me try Edmund in the triangle. You're right here nearby. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Welcome into our hockey addiction circle.
5: Thank you, David. Uh, My name is Edmund, and I've been addicted since 2001.
0: Hi, Edmund. And we give you a round of applause for 18 years of hockey addiction. Well done. What's your story? Well, I was
5: actually a fan, but not an addict once the Canes moved to Greensboro. But uh, I was in Charlotte watching them come back from a three-goal-to-nothing deficit Mm. against Montreal in the 2002 playoffs in the first round, came back and won that game 4-3. to three. Then when they got to the Stanley Cup Finals, I took my family out, who hated hockey, to uh, be in the overflow tent with uh, WTBD Channel 11 at the time, the yeah. game, for that long game against Detroit. And that is when my entire family became addicted ah,
0: to You became the drug dealer, Edmund. You converted them into addicts. Of course, yeah, this is a healthy gets, addiction again. Well it, done. It gets better. If we really got into uh,
5: serious addiction when the Lovulet family moved in basically <laughs> across the street from us in 2005.
0: We will always cheer that name because his signature is on the 2006 Stanley Cup championship season. Peter Laviolette, a heck of a coach in a lot of places, remembered forever for helping bring the Stanley Cup here to Raleigh. That's well done, Edmund. Thank you for entering our hockey addiction circle and for sharing your story today. We hope to see you at a lot of games. Hey, Darren, back in the studio real quick. Since I'm giving away tickets next hour, let me just give one hint. You know we can't ask people to listen to every hour of every show? Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, they have lives. They have girlfriends. (laughs) They have wives. They have jobs. Sometimes they have all the above, which makes it really interesting for any single person. The longer you listen, the more we appreciate it. Right. I mean, you don't have to do three hours a day. But let me drop a hint to those listening now in case they're a winner later. If you get a trivia question related to offensive hockey and you're not sure of the answer, just say Ron Francis out loud. He owns like most of the records in the history of this franchise. If you get a goalie-related question and you're not sure of the answer, just say Cam Ward. So (laughs) those listening halfway through the program, you have a better chance of winning if you utilize those two hints when we open the ticket window, so to speak, in our number three. Fair enough? You, you would have sure. guessed those, right? I mean, yeah. you're only five years into your hockey addiction. But those are names that I very much know and would associate with those categories. S.A.T. For Logic. Cam. Yeah. S.A.T. Logic. If you're not sure, just get something out there that makes a little sense. Rod Brindamore is often a good answer to one of these questions as well. But stick with Ron Francis or Cam Ward. Why trust me? Because I'm the guy who's asking the questions and my name is on the show. So you definitely want to trust me on this if you want to see tonight's game against the Canadians. Marshall and Raleigh, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to our Hockey Addiction Circle. Uh,
2: hey, David. Hey, man. Uh, my name's Marshall. Hi, Hi Marshall. Marshall. And I've been addicted to hockey for about 17
0: years now. That is outstanding, Marshall. Please share your story with the rest of the circle.
2: So, yeah, it actually started with all the Mighty Duck movies, but it really kicked off in the 2002 Cup run when uh, we are down at the beach. And uh, I begged and pleaded and got to stay up late. Four-year-old Marshall got to stay up late to watch all those Stanley Cup cool. games. Didn't end well, but...
0: Hey, real Kaniacs remember 2002, right? I mean, if you're old enough. 2006 yeah. is the, the the mountain itself, right? But 2002 was a thrill. Last year was a thrill. Uh, what did we have? 2009 was a thrill. Those are the biggies, really. And it's cool to see that those seeds were planted for you. So Emilio Estevez plus 2002 equals Marshall as a hockey addict.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- Still ducks is still my second favorite team. <laughs> all Korea is probably my favorite player of all time.
0: That's cool. He was fun to watch. Thanks for listening, man. Did you have anything else to add?
2: Uh no, just go to and uh yeah, first year of the season ticket holder, so I'm really
0: excited. Well look for me on the concourse because we like to award listeners with cool things and sometimes I have cool things like in my back pocket so I mean that for Marshall and all Kaniacs sometimes you will get to meet my wife the lovely and talented Maria sometimes you will get to meet Darren Vaught whom I take to games on a pretty regular basis and I love putting uh, names and faces together out there in listener land just as I have seen those who uh, wanted to put a face to a voice that they've listened to for any part of the last 20 years. And uh, I look forward to that every year with the Carolina Hurricanes. It's going to be even more fun this year now that we expect a lot more filled buildings because the Carolina Hurricanes have gone from a long and miserable stretch back to relevance and hopefully a lot more than that given what happened last year. Let me throw it back to you, Darren, in the studio. We will have David Cutcliffe live in about 10 minutes from Duke on life sports football and his Blue Devils. We will have Tom Dundon live in about 40 minutes. And we'll chat with him about the opener, about this year's team, about an outdoor hockey game coming to Raleigh at some point, about his relationship with NC State, with whom, of course, they share PNC Arena. Wolfpack basketball not too, too far away. And Canes hockey is right here on the doorstep. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, Two
1: Chains came walking by, and he reached his hand down and uh, shook my hand and said, Two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings.
0: (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Okay, hour number three will include a lengthy, sitting in the chair next to me, conversation with Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon. Hour three also will include free tickets for you to tonight's Canadiens Canes game. There aren't many of those out there. Hour three begins with Duke coach David Cutcliffe on life sports, football, and more next. The head devil. David
3: Cutcliffe.
1: You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. Now all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody in another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody.
5: The David Glenn Show.